Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Straffolino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. Westminster Magistrates Court Judge Tam Ekram granted Uber an 18-month license to operate in London. Transport for London had previously declined to renew Uber's license to operate in the city, setting flaws in Uber's systems that allowed for unauthorized and misidentified drivers to pick up passengers in at least 14,000 rides. In the decision, Judge Ekram stated that he had sufficient confidence Uber no longer posed a risk to public safety. The U.S. Department of Commerce reportedly sent letters to customers of China's biggest chipmaker, SMIC, warning that the company would need to apply for an export license from the department. The Commerce Department claims this is required because there is an unacceptable risk that equipment sold to SMIC may be diverted to military end use. SMIC says it has no relationship with the Chinese military. Google updated its Play Store guidelines to clarify that most apps need to use Play Billing for in-app content downloads, game upgrades, and subscriptions. Google takes 30% of such purchases. The requirement has existed, but major developers like Netflix and Spotify don't use it. Google will give developers until September 30th, 2021 to come into compliance. Google announced it will also make it easier to install and use third-party app stores starting with Android 12. The company did not provide any details about how this would actually work, but did say it's being developed, being careful not to compromise the safety measures Android has in place. Amazon unveiled a new biometric technology called Amazon One that lets shoppers pay at stores by scanning the palm of their hand when they walk in the door and when they check out. The feature will initially be at the entrance of two of the company's Amazon Go stores in Seattle, Washington, and will roll out to Amazon's 20-plus Go stores in the future. During registration, a customer will scan the palm of their hand and then insert their payment card at the terminal. Then afterwards, all they need is their hand. Amazon hopes to sell the technology to other grocery chains. Reuters sources say Google will win EU antitrust approval for its $2.1 billion purchase of fitness tracker maker Fitbit. Google reportedly offered fresh concessions to the European Commission to address concerns that the deal would further boost Google's power in online advertising and its trove of data. Google said it would restrict the use of Fitbit data for Google Ads and allow Fitbit users to connect to third-party services using APIs if they so desire. Facebook announced it will let Instagram and Messenger users communicate across the two apps. Instagram users will be given the option to add Messenger, which will give them access to Facebook friends, as well as feature things like chat color, emoji reactions, co-watching videos, and disappearing messages. Instagram users will not need a Facebook account, and users with both Messenger and Instagram accounts will still have separate inboxes on each platform. Instagram users also get privacy controls deciding whose messages go in a message request folder and who can't reach them at all. A new account center lets users manage these cross-app features and other things like single sign-on and eventually Facebook Pay. Cloudflare announced free Web Analytics Tuesday, a competitor to Google Analytics. The Cloudflare product offers near real-time end-user behavior without tracking site visitors across the internet. Cloudflare does not use IP addresses to serve web analytics. It's meant for companies that don't need to do ad retargeting and want core analytics without compromising user privacy. Cloudflare web analytics is available now to paid customers at no additional charge and will come to all users in the coming months. Google formally announced the Pixel 5 and Pixel 4a 5G. The Pixel 5 offers a Snapdragon 765G system on a chip, 8GB of RAM, a 90Hz Full HD OLED display with IPX8 water and dust proofing. On the camera side, the Pixel 5 now features an ultra-wide camera rather than a telephoto, along with its 12-megapixel main camera. 
It supports sub-6 gigahertz and millimeter wave 5G. It's available for pre-order now for $699, coming to select countries in October 15th and to the U.S. on October 29th on Verizon, Google Fi, and, of course, Unlocked. The Pixel 4a 5G offers a few upgrades on the standard Pixel 4a, aside from the inclusion of that 5G modem. It also ups the screen size from a 5.8-inch OLED display to 6.2 inches and uses the faster Snapdragon 765G chipset. It costs $499, comes in black or white, and will be available in Japan on October 15th and Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Taiwan, the United Kingdom, and the U.S. in November. Google is launching Google News Showcase, which will feature news stories in panels that allow publishers to package stories with timelines, bullets, and related articles for greater context. Google News Showcase initially launches in Germany and Brazil on the Android Google News app, with plans to bring it soon to iOS and eventually integrating the panels into Discover and Search. Google will pay publishers $1 billion over the next three years to create and curate content for News Showcase, with Google offering free access to select paywalled articles on some participating publishers' sites. Google announced it signed deals with over 200 publishers in Germany, Brazil, Argentina, Canada, the UK, and Australia. Microsoft unveiled the 12.4-inch Surface Laptop Go. The laptop offers a 1536 by 1024 resolution, includes 10th generation Intel Core i5 processors with either 4 or 8 gigabytes of memory, as well as either 64 gigabytes of eMMC storage on the base model, with 128 and 256 gigabyte SSD options available as well. It weighs 2.45 pounds and comes with a 720p webcam, a USB-C and USB-A port, supports Wi-Fi 6, and fast charging, and includes a fingerprint reader on higher-end models. The laptop ships on October 13th, starting at $549.99. Salesforce forecasts this will be e-commerce's busiest ever holiday season. The company says it expects 30% year-on-year growth in digital commerce globally. Last year, that sector saw just 8% growth. Salesforce predicts that digital sales are expected to account for 18% of all retail globally and 30% in the U.S. alone. And finally, the U.S. Senate Commerce Committee voted unanimously to subpoena the CEOs of Facebook, Google, and Twitter to answer questions about Section 230 of the U.S. Communications Decency Act, a.k.a. Safe Harbor. This didn't come without some political wrangling. Ranking Senate Democrat Maria Cantwell of Washington opposed the subpoenas until language about media domination and privacy was added to the agenda. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. You can find show notes there and links to all these headlines there as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.